Hey Village, welcome to the Midweek Podcast. Uh, oh, I, I don't know if you heard that, but it, we're, we're across the way from Insul and she shouted. Oh, uh, and so yes, so she, Insul sends her regards as well. <laughs> as you can see, uh, Drew and I are masked up for this episode. And it's not because either of us have COVID, but in preparation for Drew and his family's trip to Idaho, we wanted to take every precaution um, just to be safe for Drew and his family. Um, and as, as the Delta variant is on the rise, um, we've reinstituted our um, mask wearing policy uh, indoors on campus. So out of an abundance of caution, out of a desire to protect one another and, and be safe, uh, you see us wearing uh, masks. But don't worry, uh, the Delta variant doesn't spread digitally. So as, <laughs> as you watch this video, you won't get COVID from us. We don't have it. We don't <laughs> right, have it. Right. We do not have the, the Delta. Uh, so uh, this week, our, our discussion for the midweek podcast is around Pastor Paul's sermon this past Sunday titled uh, Community at the Cross. And what I, I love about Pastor Paul's sermon is it really brings forth to bear questions around what does it mean to, for us to be a community not only formed by the cross, but a community found at the cross. Mm-hmm. Um, because for us, this past 18 months, this past COVID season, well, it's supposed to be a year-long pandemic, has now coming up to two. And, and what we've realized is there's tremendous suffering mm. um, that regardless of your age, ethnicity, gender, race, socioeconomic standing, we all will experience suffering. But what is distinctive for the Christian, uh, calling the Christian life, the Christian community, is we're called to be a suffering community, a community Mm. at the cross, formed by the cross. And so, Drew, uh, to really reiterate Pastor Paul's questions to you and I today, what what does the cross of Jesus mean to you? When you think about the cross, what does it mean to you? Um, Gosh. I would say the the cross is the it's the crux of human creation. It's mm-hmm. when it's when disintegration and when all of the world falling apart mm-hmm. gets flipped on its head because Jesus conquered the powers mm. and Jesus redeems and Jesus is beginning the work of reconciling all things back to God like for uh, like Colossians 1 verse 20 says favorite verse by the way love it um so for me it's it's like it's like a hinge point where it says you know like the traditional story arc you know it's when we start to reach that mm-hmm. kind of not resolution yet but right. we get the climax yeah. and, and so for me when i look at the cross i see not just a personal salvation but certainly that mm-hmm. but i see all of creation hinging at that moment mm. and and all of the spiritual powers and all of the worldly powers and, mm. and everything in creation hinges at the cross. So for yeah. me, that's, I mean, it's, it's the defining moment of human yeah. creation. I, I, that, that's, that's so uh, powerful that you would say that because within uh, the early church fathers, um, there's this idea that, mm. that is almost catalytic, but some church fathers will say, uh, 
in Genesis, God begins creation, mm. uh, but on the cross, God finishes creation. Ooh. Because mm. when Jesus says it is finished, some lines of interpretation will say, oh, the work of redemption and reconciliation, the defeat of sin is, is finished, accomplished upon the sure. cross. Sure. Uh, and, and that is a valid trajectory. But another very stimulating and articulate line is that upon the cross, Jesus, as the creator of the universe, finishes his creation. Because wow. in Genesis, God says creation is good, but yeah. creation isn't finished. Mm. And it's upon the cross that Jesus brings the entire cosmos back to him, under him, because he is the very word by which creation is sustained, and he's the very word by which creation is created. Okay, question for you, yes. if you don't mind. Yes, yes. There is no end of the seventh day of creation, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but... There was an early end to the day when Jesus died. Mm -hmm. Yes. No. There and so there's, there's a the lot of day? imagery there. It's a very Ooh. potent idea. Um, Father John Bear, who is probably the uh, preeminent, most, uh, the, the, the most expertise. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's uh, at, uh, say, uh, at, out at University of Aberdeen in, okay. in the UK. Um, but he's probably the most uh, well-versed patristic scholar alive. Is it B-E-A-R? B-E-H-R. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. paint. Got yes, it. yes, yes. Got <laughs> yes, it. Yes, yes. John Bear, Father John Bear. Okay. And so that's that's a line of thinking that he suggests. Wow. Is that upon the cross. So the cross is not just simply redemptive and reconciliatory. Mm. It's actually creative because God is creator. Mm. And so creation is finished. And, and that's why... Cool. That's the centrality wow. of the cross. And so everything you just said mm. really, for me, uh, lights up my mind in, in what other church fathers uh, would have said. So rather than seeing it as, as a pinnacle or as a hinge point, mm -hmm. it maybe is the end cap. Yes. And, and the oh. reason for that oh. is also because um, for the church fathers... The incarnation is not an episode right. in the life of the Son. It's not that uh, there's Father, Son, Spirit, and then one day the Son said, you know, I'm going to become Jesus, yeah. uh, and, and therefore the incarnation. For the church fathers, for the early church, the incarnation was, is, and will always be who the second person is. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. And, and That's so Jesus good. doesn't just come into existence because of sin, right. because the existence of Jesus is not dependent upon sin. Right. So the incarnation in the early church actually takes on a much richer and fuller mm. palette. Mm. And that's the, uh, everything that, goes forth and does not return void. God's yes. word goes forth and does not return void. Yes. So God is not just reconciling and, and uh, destroying sin. God is finishing his work, which is creation. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so, yeah, it is, it's a Ooh. very, yeah, mind, mind numbing or mind blowing, depending on, on the direction <laughs> you take. Um, and, and so another question that Pastor Paul asks mm. us is, as, as we look at the cross mm. and Jesus of the cross, how would you and I understand following Jesus today? Ooh. You know, that's actually a question he asked me in my interview process yeah. back in the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. I think it was January or something. Yeah. But um, I think something I would, I would note is that in Jesus' teaching, he asks us to take up our cross mm -hmm. and follow him. He says mm -hmm. this to his disciples. And so if we 
call ourselves as disciples, um, maybe we we might sell ourselves a little short mm. if we leave that out. Mm. So when we look at the cross and we say, am I willing to go there with you? <laughs> That's significant. Mm. Uh, now certainly Jesus isn't just asking us to like literally die on the cross. Mm. Not most of us. Mm. But, but I do think it does require a cruciform, so shaped by the cross, yeah. way of life. So willing to suffer, mm. willing to be humiliated, shamed maybe even, like Paul talked about, um, which I thought he did a brilliant job of painting the shame of the cross. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was really wonderful. If you didn't get, if you didn't catch that, go back to the message. I think mm-hmm. it was about 10 minutes, 15 minutes in. Mm. Um, the nakedness the of the cross. The nakedness on the yeah. cross, but mm-hmm. also um, the loss of any social capital too, because yeah. Uh, he talked about how a person's death somehow defines part of their life, yeah. of their life and their honor. And he said Jesus had no succession plan. He had no. Uh, he w- he was naked on the cross, and he was like publicly shamed as mm. he was dying. So there was nothing left, uh, which just was like wow. Mm-hmm. I hadn't picked up. I I don't think I'd seen it painted so precisely before. Mm. Um. Anyway, so going back to how. I would say, what does it mean for us to then follow Jesus there? Mm. Um, I think it, it, it's like in Philippians says, to count another as um, higher than myself, you mm. know? So to, to, to look at others as better or, or um, a higher priority in my life than just me. And that's a, it's a hard thing to even say, much harder to do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. cruciform living, I would say, is the invitation of the cross to us. Mm. Um, and uh, it's, you know, if, you, if, if we're talking about actually following that up with, with action, that's difficult to do. What's, what's so interesting about that is uh, nobody wants a weak God, like no. a puny God. Uh, <laughs> we all want a powerful God because yeah. we, we would hope that that God is on our side. Right. And we, we often say we're on that God side. We're on God's side. Mm-hmm. But in reality... Uh, if we're not careful, we play mind games and we try to make God do our bidding. Yeah, we make our own gods. But what's so interesting about Jesus and, and the Christian God, what's mm-hmm, distinctive mm-hmm. is our God is so powerful that our God decides to become the weakest of all beings. Yeah. Uh, from a babe in the manger to a naked man upon the cross. Yeah. And... What's so startling and offensive about that and what the Apostle Paul always talks about is f- the foolishness uh, of, of God is, or the wisdom of God is foolishness to the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is foolish, so foolish. Like God is so powerful that he can become weak. But yeah. when we talk about the cruciform life, when we talk about following Jesus, it would be easy to say our God is powerful, therefore we need to become powerful. Mm. But the Christian life is our God is so powerful that he abandoned all such things, all such status, notoriety, mm-hmm. privilege to become the weakest and least of these. Yeah. And that's scary. That's so hard. Because if we're talking about cruciform life, is that what Jesus is calling us to? Uh, yes, that's what Jesus is calling us to. But uh, that almost unfathomable, mm. uh, that type of life that God calls us to. And even as the Apostle Paul writes, anything that I would count gain... I now consider loss mm. so that I can know Jesus. And mm. I think that's a big part of what it means for us to live a cruciform life is to, to really count the cost, you know, which I think we're going to hear more about in <laughs> this week's yes. sermon. No, thank you. Uh, yes. But, but I really do think it, it does come down to who am I mm. uh, 
by the world's perspective, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter who I really am is dead with Jesus on the cross mm -hmm. and raised with new raised into new life with him. Yeah. And and I think to me that's so um countercultural mm. that we're not striving for power or mm. fame or notoriety or any of these things anymore. Yeah. Um, but it really is just about who who Jesus is, what he's done and then and then being united with him in that that's something special, mm -hmm. you know. When so then our our last question mm -hmm. then is ah what is the Jesus of the cross telling you? So when we look at Jesus on the cross, not just the cross, because, mm. uh, and you and I have heard this from Dr. Brad Harper out at Multnomah, Love that him. for the medieval church or the mm -hmm. church in the medieval times, the cross was never empty. There was never a, uh, right. a, a cross without Jesus hanging upon the cross. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's only a, a recent or modern depiction or iteration of the cross where our cross stands empty to... Um, resemble the victory or the resurrection of Jesus. But for uh, at least 1,500 years, the cross yeah. was never empty. The, yeah. the cross was the crucifixion. Uh, the cross wasn't symbol, uh, divorced from Jesus on the cross. Yeah. And so what does the Jesus of the cross tell us? Wow. Wow. Hmm. You know, my, my, my mind first went to what you're saying, the, the distance between a cross without Jesus and a cross with Jesus. Mm. And I wonder if, if by removing Jesus from the cross, we polish it up to make it something we can put on our churches and mm. wear on a necklace and those kind of things and uh, make it something that's a little bit more like easy to look at, mm. um, to maybe tattoo or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but when you think about it, you know, like a dead God, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> dang, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it is, it is significant. Uh, a significant burden yeah. to look upon a cross with Jesus on it. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, I think there was a song that was really popular when I was a kid, like, oh, the wonderful cross, you know? And like, I always ha I've always had a hard time with that song because I'm like, it's not wonderful. It yeah. sucks. Yeah. Like, it's, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. it's, it's horrifying. Mm -hmm. um, it's gruesome and excruciating. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and at the same time, we'll like, watch the passion or something you know yeah. <laughs> like these are very yeah. different things then right and so for me i'm thinking like okay so what is what is the jesus on the cross saying uh come and follow me i guess mm -hmm. you know yeah um and and then at the same time he's also the same god who said uh, like we talked about last time uh, take my burden on you mm. it's 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 light mm. and his yoke is easy right and you're like that doesn't look light or easy. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So it's, it's, a, it's a balancing act, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I keep coming back to. Mm -hmm. is it's, a, it's a hard thing Jesus calls us to, mm -hmm. but it's the fullness of life. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the most abundant and mm -hmm. best and most healthy life. Right. Is a life that, that's willing to go to the depths mm -hmm. of the darkest thing and the saddest thing, the most brutal, uh, to find true life mm -hmm. in resurrection. And, and that's so poignant because it ties into what Pastor Paul said when he opened up uh, his sermon this mm. past Sunday was a high Christology. Yes. A high Christology and a low Christology, the difference is a high Christology claims that Jesus is God. A low Christology, a low view of Christ would say Jesus was just a simple man who was a gifted teacher mm -hmm. who uh, became a messiah who was then lifted up as a mm -hmm. messiah mm -hmm. so a low christology would not view jesus as god 
but then we also have a strong Christology or a weak Christology. And oftentimes, if we're not careful, our weak Christology would be, Jesus died, so I, didn't, I don't have to. Right. And what you just said, Drew, with J- the voice of Jesus on the cross says, come and follow me. A strong Christology would say, yes, that is the commitment. That is the way of mm. a disciple. If, if we're to follow Jesus, we don't get to decide where if we're following our teacher or our rabbi or a master if his life his trajectory is to lead him to the cross we can't go yeah i'm just going to stop outside the gates because that's what his disciples did exactly you know or a chick-fil-a or shake shack (laughs) you know that's like we can't stop there and i think and what's so poignant is that um when jesus says come and follow me upon the cross jesus answers every concern we ever have Mm. to uh, the people who want power and affluence and prestige and position. Jesus says to the father, father, forgive them Mm. for they do not know what they do. Mm. So for those who are are worried about giving up their position or privilege, it's because of their position and their privilege that Jesus is on the cross. The religious Mm. leaders and political leaders crucified Jesus Mm. and executed him as a criminal. Uh, And so Jesus says, Father, forgive them. He answers every uh, objection. And then to the people who say, I I, I have family I need to take care of, Jesus says, John, this is now your mother. Uh, Every familial tie needs to be brought under submission to the church, which is now our mother, as we're reborn in Mm. baptism. So, uh, and then to the people who are worried about money and, uh, and who, who take uh, Jesus's clothes, he, he, he looks with great compassion and pity. Yeah. Um, and so he, Jesus answers every human need and every mm. human calling mm. on the cross. He answers every need wow. because upon the cross, creation is finished. Wow. Um, wow. And so I... This is a hard conversation because now I'm wondering, man... Uh, to to what end is God calling us to follow Him? Right. Well, and I think in in our affluent society too, it's much more difficult because uh, not more difficult than elsewhere, yeah. but it's difficult for for us to recognize it and not pull the call out of context and say, "Well, mm-hmm. Jesus didn't really mean that." Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I can't even count how many times I've heard preachers say that, mm-hmm. you know. But like, I really do believe that that Jesus is calling us. To give up everything, right. right, and uh, and and I don't know what that looks like every day, you know, and that's hard, you yeah. know. I want stability in my life, you know, yeah. and I want I want things to go well, yeah. <laughs> and I think God does too. Yeah. But maybe His definition of comfort or stability um, is different than the American one. Yeah, and uh, and for me, I need to be willing to sacrifice that. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to make it very clear: me saying all this stuff doesn't mean that I'm doing a perfect job of it because like yeah. oh it's hard I wrestle with it too mm-hmm. but I really do believe Jesus calls us to yeah. come and die you yeah. know die to yourself you mm-hmm. know and, and then from there we say with Paul I've been crucified with Christ mm-hmm. it's no longer me who live mm-hmm. it's Christ who lives in me mm-hmm. um, so our identity is now mm-hmm. no longer found in the mm-hmm. other things we might identify ourselves as we identify as mm-hmm. crucified mm-hmm. and then through that crucifixion we're, we're brought to new life through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and uh, we live now yeah. in a new way with Christ living in us. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Okay, Village, so I guess that's <laughs> not to end on a somber note, but that really is the challenge for all of it us. Is. Who, it who is. are we called to be, uh, not yeah. just as isolated individuals, but as a community of believers, as, as villagers? Mm. And, and how are we to find our identity, our life hidden in Christ as he is found in us? Mm. Um, because the real challenge is, Lest we, we hear Christ's call and, and turn away like the rich young ruler, mm. sad because he had to give up his toys. Mm. Um, would we uh, hold to the cross? Would we hold to a cruciform life? Would we hold uh, to the promise uh, that Jesus has given us upon the cross that there is resurrection life, um, not mm. without the cross, but uh, in and through the cross? And so, as always, thank you for joining us. Uh, if there are any questions and comments, feel free to send them in at tony at and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. <laughs>